0: Hey, happy Hanukkah, all you lucky Libertatos out there. It's uh, the Scottish Liberty podcast of Thursday, the 21st, 22nd of December uh, 2016. And uh, again, coming at you live with my friend and And co-host. Anthony Samaroff. He's not very big, but he is very clever. My friend and co-host. Tom Laird. Uh, Good to be with you again. Uh, We're going to have a... action-packed, fun-packed uh, hour or so, maybe even less, Lucky you today. And uh, first up on the agenda today is, have you heard? Or do you know that it's Christmas, first of all? Do you know that? Uh, if you don't, don't worry about it. Coming right into the rescue is that talented bunch of people, uh, those looters known as the Members of Parliament, uh, a bunch of left-wing Members of Parliament have revamped the the, the originally god-awful uh, Do They Know It's Christmas that they belted out to a bunch of poor Ethiopians who, as if their life wasn't bad enough at the time, had to put up with a lot of crap uh, UK pop stars uh, singing to them about how do they know that it's Christmas, considering lots of them were Christians, I guess they did. But anyway, uh, just in case you forgot that it's Christmas, uh, these NPs have released it check it out on YouTube if you must we did
1: we're still suffering the trauma it's on there as national it's called Living National Rage. Living Rage Do you says, see that hard-working people are being ripped off by some of the UK's leading companies and then they go
0: on and name and shame some of these UK leading companies that are, ripped, that are that are destroying people's lives by giving them fucking jobs and wages, so that they can pay their families, and pay their mortgages, and have money, you know, you bastards, Marks and Spencers, you fucking utter cunts, you know, uh, weight rows, for employing people, and giving them a wage, so that they can actually live, and feed themselves, and buy Christmas presents, um, so yeah, the, you can, the palpable rage of these MPs against these uh, scrooges apparently at Christmas because it's not enough that they're paying them the national minimum wage Uh, they're cutting back their hours and they're cutting back their perks what did these fuckwits who brought the national minimum wage in what did they actually think was going to happen did they think that these weren't these consequences weren't going to transpire you know I, I swear to God Okay, I work for National Minimum Wage, and I have done for probably the best part of the last 10 years. And uh, unlike these MPs who are got quite a generous salary, I would imagine, but I work for National Minimum Wage, and I've got one thing to say to these MPs. Could you please do me a favour as a working-class person who works for National Minimum Wage? Just one, hopefully, last favour before you all fuck off. Stop fucking doing me favours, okay? Stop interfering in the economy. Let it take care of itself. Let the employment situation sort itself out. Stop hobbling me. Okay, first of all, I've got a right to sell my labour for whatever price that I see fit. If I want to sell my labour for £5 an hour, my my employer wishes to pay me £5 an hour, he's happy with it, I'm happy with it, you have no fucking right to tell me how much I can sell my labor for. Any more than you've the right to tell the baker how much he can sell his bread for, or, uh, you know, whatever, the guy who sells beer. You know, the brewer, how much he can sell a pint of beer for. If you think there should be a minimum price for labor, why don't you think there should be a minimum price for every other product that's out there? Why is labor any different? You think you're doing people good? You're not. What did you think was going to happen? Now my rent's going to go up. Now the cost, my cost of living is actually going to go up. And suddenly, that £8.50 or £7.50 an hour that I now get doesn't even buy me what £6.50 an hour I used to get because the cost of living has gone up thanks to you do-gooding fuckwits. Okay? Uh, now it's bad enough that you've done this. It's really bad enough you've done this. Now you're going to inflict this Christmas song on me. Uh, uh, words fucking fail me sorry Anthony do you want to come in on that
1: yeah I mean I think there's a lot to pick up on there I think when people consider the minimum wage you really need to consider the accumulating effect of the minimum wage so to get a product in the supermarket that might go through several hands there might be the person who drove it to the supermarket there might be some people in the factory that bought packaged it and then there's the store clerks So actually, an increase in the minimum wage, a 10% increase in the minimum wage, can actually, in some cases, lead to a much greater than that increase in the price of products and services when you factor in all the people that need to get paid more. Now, those are the people who are gonna be buying those products. So yes, it's no good having a higher wage if your wage is worth less. It's indisputable that the minimum wage costs jobs. You just need to use your brain and figure this out, right? If the government decided that the minimum price for a pint of beer was five pounds, would people buy more beer or less beer? I know I'd buy less. So just by that, you can calculate it's just basic economics, right? If you put the price of a good above the market clearing rate, then you're going to have um, uh, more de- uh, sorry, less demand for that good then you're going to have supply of that good and that's the, the, what people don't understand is the knock on effect of this is yeah. that people have less options right okay if there was no minimum wage then you might have to have a lower wage in the short term but the thing is there's going to be far more jobs so you're going to have a choice between employers which means you can choose the job where the boss is nice to you. You can choose the job that's going to give you training opportunities. You can choose the job that's got a, the best road to a promotion. Yeah. you know what you all of these things that the left thinks improves the situation of the poor actually has a very deleterious effect on class mobility. Yeah. You might make people more comfortable on the bottom rung of the ladder but you're condemning them to life and the bottom of the ladder for life. And I could be a crazy conspiracy theorist and say, this is deliberately engineered, you know, because the people at the top don't want to have to compete with the people, with, with poor people who've got lower overheads than them, who are ambitious and can jump from job to job getting training in each job until they can create their own job or get a management position or start training staff themselves or get a high a high pro a more high profile job. Or start their right own company. Exactly, because they've become skilled through first hand experience. All of these things you legislate, minimum wage, that takes a pie out of a, a bunch of jobs that could otherwise be done. Then you've got the um the workplace safety regulations. Okay, there's another slice of pie. And that money that the employers have to pay for workplace safety does not come out of the pocket of the employers. The employers have a certain amount of money to budget for labour and it makes no difference to them whether they spend that money on wages, on health insurance, on health and safety, on company cars or any other kind of payment in kind, it doesn't matter to the employer. So in a free market, okay you can take a a more dangerous job and you might get a higher wage or you can go to the one that's the factory that spends more on health and safety and you get a lower wage. But either way, that money isn't coming out of, as you say, Mr. Starbuck's chest, which he keeps under his yeah. bed. It's coming out of the pockets of the workers. It's coming out of the money that that corporation has to invest in growing their business. But then why don't we force
0: Mr. Starbuck to stop paying his CEOs so much money? Why don't we force Mr. Starbuck to stop paying his shareholders so much money and give it to his employees?
1: Right, well, if you look at the average wage of a CEO in America, it's about in between what a dentist gets and what an orthodontist gets, about $800,000. Okay, now, even if you distributed that, the money that CEOs are getting between everyone in Starbucks or McDonald's, you'd only be talking about of pennies you yeah. know if you distributed it be, between the whole staff the reason why ceos get such high pay is because their skills are so in demand there's no reason why a company would want to pay some of these top CEO earners who are in tens or 20 20s of millions a year who are the exception rather than the rule there's no reason why a company would want to pay them that much more if there was people equally skilled to them they'd, yeah. pay, they'd pay them less so we really need to look at our education system, and why are there so few people with the skills that are that are in demand, like like those CEOs? Because yeah. it would be great for the entire economy if if there was twenty times as many skilled CEOs and they got half the wage they're getting, or a third of the wage, because that means there'd be twice as many competent people yeah. uh, running companies. As it stands, uh, there's a lack of supply for people who can do the job of being a CEO, which is always the case. Otherwise, why would they get such yeah. high wages? I mean, what what gets me
0: as well, but this, this absolutely fucking god-awful uh, video, right? As um, they, I mean, they, they name and shame and they hold up signs that all these companies, B&Q, um, John Lewis Group, and it was, as far as I'm aware, I, mean, I don't know i could be wrong on this but some of those companies john lewis group for yeah. example i think their employees are actually also shareholders in the, yeah. in the company uh and i think they pay a living wage as opposed to a minimum wage it's yeah. actually even more than what the minimum wage is, what a bunch of cunts yeah. yeah you know so uh i think one of the best things that could happen here i, I encourage you know anybody if you're a a, a director of one of these companies so, or a, or a shareholder in one of these companies, especially the John Lewis Group, and that's quite a, got a powerful lobby. I would sue these MPs. I would sue them for every penny they've got uh, for their insinuation that you treat your employees. But I mean, they don't—they don't really go into much detail about how you're treating your employees badly. I don't know whether you beat them up every morning or you force them to—I uh, don't know—eat, you know, bring their children in so that you can eat them. I really don't know what it is that you do. It's so wicked, um, other than, as I say, employ them and allow them to feed their families. But I would certainly take them to task on this uh, scurrilous uh, video, and and yeah, please do. I'd love to see uh, one of these companies, at least, or not all of them, sue these MPs for every penny that they've got, and, and then, then give their com- they give their employees mm-hmm. a big Christmas present mm-hmm. with the money that they've taken from these highly paid looters, these highly paid parasites okay called uh, members of parliament uh, especially the left you know well they're all leftists you know the greenos are leftist as well the green party is just the socialist party for poshos as far as i'm concerned mm-hmm. so i'm pretty disgusted i find that you know in fact who do i complain to? because i found that video offensive right right so i'm offended by it uh so can we maybe get some some of these people jailed <laughs> for being offensive uh you know, that's all I've got to say I safe space? I do, and I, I was triggered. As you can see, I'm fucking triggered by that video. Uh, and you will be as well if you watch it. I mean, if any, if nothing else, it's just so bad, you know, uh, without the, the, the message that, that's behind it, without the inaccuracies, without the, the outright lies, it's I think. It's just
1: virtue it. signaling. Yeah, it's total and virtue signaling.
0: I think the problem is that... I could have thought it left these virtue signaling. We'll see that much. Sorry, carry on. I
1: don't
0: mind. Yeah.
1: Um, I think the main thing is that left-wingers don't understand labor relations at all. You think of all people, Marxists would understand labor relations, but they don't. Yeah. They seem to think it's up to employers what they pay their staff. Yeah. It really isn't up to employers at all. If you can't pay someone a lower wage, then someone else is going to pay them for those skills the the wages of employees yeah. is set by how in demand their skills are so if you've got a low paying job it's because anyone can do that job and the road to higher pay is as the road of skills yeah. basically and i hate what i hate about the left-wing approach is it's really trying to make people comfortable on the bottom rungs of the ladder yeah. It is not a philosophy of spiritual improvement and i think as i say on a free market and i can't say this enough times because there would be so many jobs then people would have a choice between employers okay you might get a less good paying job in the short term but in the long term if you're ambitious you'll be the one that's laughing because yeah. you can use a job instead of allowing a job to use you and if you look when people are quizzed on what gives them the most job satisfaction at work it's not higher pay or a promotion or more Mm. hours or less hours time and time again personal opportunities for personal development actually come up at the top of the list for job satisfaction now that might not have been true in the in the 19th century you know because people were so poor the number one thing was money and there's a great economist, uh, Benjamin Powell. You can look up his videos on sweatshops. Right. And he actually went to the poorest countries in the world. Maybe we should see if we can get him on the show. Yeah. And he let us know if you'd like that. And he actually did these quizzes where he asked the people working in the sweatshops if they would like better health and safety, if they would like shorter hours, if they would like a whole list of benefits. And, of course, they said yes to them all. Who wouldn't? Yeah. <laughs> Who wouldn't? Unless, he said, would you like this benefit? If you got less wages. If you got less wages. And the vast majority of them declined all of the benefits right. if it meant lower pay. So what you have is a trade-off. P- people think you can magically force the capitalists to pay labour more than the labor's worth, but let's face it, see if we put the minimum wage up to seven pounds tomorrow. Anyone who's not earning their employers seven pounds and one P yeah. is, is is gonna be is you know, there's no point in paying someone uh, seven pounds for only making you six seventy-five. Yeah. And the, the the employer has to pay the overheads, the electricity, the rent on the premises, and the risk that has He's the one that gets paid last. Yeah. The shareholders get paid last. Once all the workers and suppliers and things like that get paid, if there's any money left, yeah. people think that, that corporations are running with massive profit margins, but the average is like eight to twelve percent. Yeah. So it's, whereas for workers, they're usually getting forty to sixty percent of the value of their wages. So that money has to come out of somewhere. And yes, that video said. Uh, employers are using the, la- the national minimum wage as an excuse to cut their staff's perks. Well, yeah, the company's saying, "Look, we're paying—we are paying the living wage, which is seven fifty instead of six fifty. Where are we going to make that money out of? If that's like, if someone's working a forty-hour week, that's forty pounds extra per member of staff. Okay, yeah. that's got to come out of something. That's got to be accounted for." Well, again, the left, just the
0: mantra of the left is just, well, they just should, you know, take less profit.
1: Well, the the profit is what is allocated to them by the laws of supply and demand. If they're taking less profits, that's less encouragement for other people to provide those services that distorts the market signals. See if someone's profits go up to something outrageous like 15 or 20%. That is a signal saying this service is in high demand, we need more of that. Mm -hmm. So a bunch of other entrepreneurs will move into that sector, increase supply, and the price of the goods will come down, benefiting everyone. But see if you start distorting that signal by saying, well, anyone who, gains a profit of more than 12% as a profiteer, so we're gonna add an extra tax. Then you just encourage businesses to keep their profits at that 12% level and not go above it. That distorts the market signals and you'll have a contraction in supply. And these are the things that people on the left really need to learn about, because I think that in most cases, they are well-intentioned, but they don't actually realize that the policies they advocate are cutting their nose to spite their face.
0: Indeed, another thing uh, that gets me: what what happens when you have the living wage or the minimum wage, and it's a uniform, it's a uniform thing across the board? It doesn't give employers the, the, then the ability to say, well, okay, this worker is better than that worker. We'll pay him more right. because he's a higher performer. Right. You know, he puts That's in right. he puts in uh, more hours, or not more hours, but you know, he stays on that extra half hour at the end of the day, or he comes in a bit early in the morning. He does his job better. He's always reliable. Uh, You know, I can't pay him more uh, than somebody else because it's just this uniform, uh, one-size-fits-all wage. Instead of being able to say, well, look, you know what, you've just started this job. Um, You're not going to get paid as much as the guys who've been here for a year and a half. You know, they all know what they're doing. They're going to have to carry you a bit for the first few weeks that you're you're working here because you don't know what you're on. So in that initial period, you know, you're going to get, Five pounds an hour, six pounds an hour, compared to their seven pounds an hour. Uh, that takes away that ability to do that, and it takes away the incentive for uh, those workers who want to work harder, you know, and, and and put in a better day's work. So I think it's a bit, it's a, it, it's that's video is disgraceful. Yes. Um, but what, so yeah. But so if you if you get anything I else to, about to say this that, video. well, that we are always disgraceful. <laughs> We're always disgraceful. Uh, mean, we, we specialize these are controversial in
1: controversial disgrace. views that we are discussing. You know yeah, I mean? no, but that, that's, so that's, 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 that's,
0: that's weird. That's, and it's not just weird, it's just, it's tedious that, that are, these viewpoints are controversial. Why are they controversial? You know, it's, it should be just a matter of, you know, people being economically literate enough to understand that what we're saying here makes there's sense. There's no
1: such thing as a free lunch, essentially. Yeah, I know, and they've been and saying
0: that since I was a kid, but you just can't seem to get that through you know, leftist heads. You so know?
1: your point was that it removes kind of meritocracy from mm-hmm. the workplace because you can't um, you, Well it I, certainly doesn't nurture The it. idea of a society, the idea of an economy, in my view, an economy is just everyone serving everyone else. If you provide value then you're entitled to trade that value for whatever someone else is willing to pay for it. You're not entitled, no one would think it's fair for the pup, their local pub to force them to pay a fiver for a pint. Right. The pup, fact is that you have a choice between pubs to go to, and if the prices are too high in one, okay, you, you can stay there if you like the yeah. ambience better, but you can go elsewhere. It's no different for an employer. It's a set, an exchange of value for value. If the baker isn't allowed to force you to pay more for their bread, when you go in and buy bread from a baker, you're their employer. Why don't you have to pay them a living wage? Yeah, exactly. So the so the destruction of um, the principle, which is you should be entitled to get what you've earned, right? Uh, cu- uh, CEOs are, are entitled to their wages and um, capitalists are entitled to their profits because without their investment in that business, the, their ser- their yeah. customers wouldn't be served. The other thing that I worry in terms of the poor, and I mentioned this before, but I am not going to pay £7.50 to train someone because they're going to make me no money for right. at least a couple of months. Why am I going to do that? So at the very least, there should be minimum wage exemptions for staff undergoing a period of training. Yeah, well, get- Otherwise, you have to go to college and pay for it yourself. That's yeah. why so many people have to go to college because... Because companies can't afford to train their staff because of these altruists
0: well I guess um, yeah I mean if, we've, if we're done I mean, I'd like to move on to something similar uh, go on. because uh, sticking with our Christmassy theme there's a set of strikes uh, due to go ahead um, shortly over the Christmas period and it's been s- certainly haven't been supported uh, if they haven't been roundly condemned. There's been condemnation in some quarters, even within the Labour Party. Some of these MPs who are uh, virtue signalling about minimum wage have been uh, condemning some of these strikers for going on strike over the Christmas period. Um, What do we feel about that as Libertarians? First of all, do you have a right to withhold your labour? And do you have collective right? You know, do, do, do individuals have a right to get together and collectively hold their labor? And uh, how, we sh- how should we react to that? And if you are going to go and strike, you do have a right, right to withhold your labor, then you have the right to withhold that labor no matter what
1: time of year it is. Mm. What do we think? So, well, I mean, are they protesting against? having to work over christmas are they protesting over their conditions or is it long hours What exactly? well there's Why different they ones just not want the shops open on on boxes no days? no well there's this different one this
0: this uh i think you've got the the rail workers uh, in london and certain other areas they want to go and strike they're protesting what they say they're protesting about is safety concerns uh they're gonna take guards Previously, it was the job of guards on trains to shut, to close the doors. Now they're saying that that job should, can be done by the driver. Um, now the, the employers themselves have said, yes, categorically, in an ideal world, it would be, a, it's much, it's safer for a second person to open and shut the doors as opposed to the, the driver. But it's not, there's not a significant risk there that's enough to justify having right. the second so person doing it.
1: It's just the union. It's not got anything to do with safety. It's got to do with the unions wanting to keep both people in a job. Yeah, um, but I mean,
0: the ostensibly they say it's about
1: safety. In the past, you know? there was these things where, you know, uh, in a movie theater, you weren't, you know, the pianist wasn't allowed to turn the projector on or something like that because you yeah. needed the, you know, the unions insist that's maybe not the exact example, but yeah. there was all these examples of you know someone got uh, I was speaking to him on Facebook yesterday said he was uh, um, uh, uh, he went he turned up to a job and he saw something needing done and chopped down uh, some wood for it or chopped some wood for it and his boss said you know why did yeah. you do that and he said said because uh, it needed to be done he was like well you can't you don't have a timber license or something like right. that yeah and he was like i just let i just walked straight back out so there's yeah, all the
0: shipyards th- actually in scotland were notorious for that kind of thing and you couldn't change a light bulb yeah you know because that was somebody else's job, job that you were doing yeah
1: so that what, what they don't understand again so yeah okay anyone can strike if they want to there's no reason why you could strike if you want to. You can leave your job behind. If your friends don't strike, then they're a bunch of scabs. You see what we do for you in show. <laughs> you
0: get so you get
1: impromptu uh, singing. You know you, might even... <laughs> you can strike if you want to. So the the thing is, realities of the economics, which means that, okay, nominally you might keep your jobs or or, but the thing is, you're, over the course. That money still needs to be allocated from somewhere, so it might mean less perks. Uh, It's not going to come out of the capitalist pocket, no matter what you think, because they are only going to keep you in a job for as long as it's profitable. It's going to come out of your pocket. The other thing is that over the whole economy, well, another way they can account for that is by obviously increasing the price of train tickets or, or whatever the products and services are. So then that has a deleterious effect on standards of living of other people. Okay, that might be okay to that one group, but if we apply the principle to the whole society, all groups will be worse off.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's not just the, the real workers. There's a whole group. There's all different uh, sectors. I think that there's the post office workers. Some post office workers are going to go on strike as well about conditions, about something that's happening to their, their pensions uh, as well. I'm not saying... Uh, you know some of these points may be perfectly legitimate from uh, from the worker's point of view and i support the right yeah. to withhold their labor at the same time i support your employer's right to employ somebody else if you won't come and do the job that you've been contracted to do so you know it kind of works yes. it works it works both ways so i mean you better be sure of yourself you you better be half as valuable as you think you are <laughs> because if you're not then I think your employer's got the right to just go and get somebody else who will do the job um, so you, yeah you better be as indispensable as you think you are in your own head uh, in order to, to withhold your labour so we've touched on that sticking with the Christmas theme uh, again
1: so oh, yeah um, did you know that Tampax have brought out um, a box of tampons this month with tinsel instead of string it's just for the festive period oh <sighs>
0: I didn't know that but then again I don't really pay attention to things being on the tampons but yeah good you yeah, know that you've had so we've had you've had singing uh, and now you've had a joke uh, you, we may even have strip tease by the end of the show uh God forbid um, so yeah at uh, this uh, festive period uh, we're gonna also talk about a lot of people get upset because um, we have Christmas trading, uh, shops are allowed to do business on Boxing Day, Christmas Day, New Year's Day, and some people think, look, that you know that's 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 not right. We should we should have, these days should be set aside. You get the religious people who say these days should be set aside for the Lord uh, or or whoever their deity might be that, that could be possibly upset by People buying each other presents on a, on, you know, on a on a special day. Uh, and then you've got people who say, "Well, this is about workers' rights as well, because you know when you know people are then put under pressure to come in on work on these days." Um, do I, I, I? My feelings on this are, you know, if you don't want to go shopping on Christmas Day, don't do it. You know, if if not, if there's not enough demand, if nobody goes, if you open your pub on Christmas Day and nobody turns up you're not going to do it next Christmas, you know, and that's the same with the supermarkets. Uh, I don't know, everything goes insane at this time of year. I noticed that people, you know, a couple of days before Christmas, people seem to panic buying, you know, they're going, buying six loaves of bread and shit like that, just in case, you know, they they can't find a a shop open on on Christmas Day. Um, Are you going to tell people who don't, you know, don't hold with Christmas, who aren't Particularly religious, you're going to tell Muslims, for example, Mm. that they can't trade on Christmas Day. If you can't tell Muslims not to trade on Christmas Day, why should you be able to tell capitalists Mm. not to trade on Christmas Day? Why should Sainsbury's not be able to trade on Christmas Day? I'm not saying it's a good thing. I would like them to close on Christmas Day. I think it would be good for everybody to have that day and have a special day. But that's just my personal point of view. And I'm not willing to put people in jail. I'm not prepared to punish people because they've decided voluntarily you know i want to buy a fish supper the guy in the 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 fish and chip shop wants to sell me a fish supper he's happy i'm happy i get to eat a fish supper he gets some money in his till and if he wants to charge me extra for getting a fish supper on christmas day that's up to him And it's up to me if i want to pay that extra but why should any really you're going to punish somebody for that you're going to uh, Prohibit them from doing it by law? Are you really prepared to ultimately lay hands on somebody? You know, if they won't put oh no, we won't do that, we'll just fine them. But what if he doesn't want to pay the fine? Because he doesn't think he's doing anything wrong. Are you prepared to enforce it with violence ultimately? I don't think it's worth doing. I think it's uh if people want to trade on Christmas Day or any other day of the year or through the night, yeah,
1: um,
0: they should be able they to do it. Able
1: to and, you know, if you really object to it, you don't just need to not shop during Christmas Day. You can organise a website and say, we're blacklisting this company for the whole month of December.
0: Yeah, you, you can
1: know, do You say, every con- every company that opens on Christmas Day, here's our blacklist. Don't shop with them for all of December, and then they'll really feel it. And you can put pressure on them that way.
0: Yeah. Um Yeah, there shouldn't be laws. I mean, look at... I mean, how many people go to church on christmas day i mean how many roman catholics are there how many you know protestants are there? how many christians groups are there? how many baptists you know and if you really feel that um you know that you shouldn't be able to trade in those days then tell your congregations don't shop at those at those establishments you know that's a big that's a whole chunk of uh, of the population that they're going to lose uh, custom from so that's a better way of doing things than getting the government involved Uh, Because it's not the government's business to tell you when you can work and when you can trade. Uh, That's my feelings on that one. I mean, I tell you what. I mean, are you going to? Apparently, there's an elderly fat man comes round uh, on Christmas Eve giving presents to children. (laughs) Uh, We should arrest him uh, for a start. You know, because you can't be doing that. You know, breaking into people's houses (laughs) at night. Even if, even if it is altruistic, yeah.
1: Let's Um, have a look at the comments. Let's have a look at the comments. Yeah. Did you see the MTV video about New Year's resolutions for white guys? Similar virtue signalling, similarly disgusting. I have not, but I shall check it out.
0: Derek, that's from Derek Scott, Deputy Leader. All right, of the Scottish Libertarian Party. Um,
1: Your brother. My my brother. Yes. MTV, the bastion of free thought.
0: Okay, and then he goes on to say, You've the right to withhold your labour. This is David, you've the right to withhold your labour, but the employer should not be held to ransom and be made to keep you. It's pretty immoral in my eyes to hold a gun to some guy's head. It's my right to a job.
1: You've yeah. not got a right to a job. No, you've a right to work,
0: but you've not a right to a job.
1: So, and um, Cas Paul just says, If increasing the minimum wage or living wage works, why not raise it to £50 pounds an hour or yeah, £100 or a hundred pounds? Pound, yeah. Sounds great. He says, I'm self-employed. I'd work 24 hours a day if I could. Being immortal has more of more of an impact on being, this than holidays, but the principle remains. Okay, being
0: mortal, so I thought is of, being immortal. I thought, well, the, <laughs> no, Kaz is a pretty cool guy. I didn't know he was immortal, but uh, um, I think that's it for this week. Yeah, well, it's it's Christmas, you know, so uh, we're going to finish early and go and get past Well, I might
1: happy christmas yeah
0: or whatever it is you do at this time of year yeah don't be righty or lefty